Shut up and sit down. Hello strangers and welcome to the latest episode of Strangers in a Cinema. I'm one of the co-hosts Paul Anderson here with co-host Grace Williams. We've been off for a while so my apologies and it's all my doing. Grace, how are you? It's good to be back. It's good to be back. I'm fine, thank you. I've got the sun in my face which is making me really happy and um, yeah, I'm good. Good. We're not doing this podcast outside, I hasten to add. No, no, it's just a um, sunny room. It's just that I haven't managed to put curtains into this room yet. It's lovely. Um, Never put them. Okay, I won't put curtains in. Nope. Good. No. Good. Interior decoration device from Grace there. Yeah. Device or device? I said I, device. I think you should just use some like really lovely house plants instead. Okay. And then have like a just little horror the themed room. Yeah. Yeah. That's quite a neat idea actually. Yeah. I'm I'm going I'm up more up for house plants than I yeah. ever have been in my life, to yeah. be honest. I mean yeah. I'm in a bit of a house plant mood. So. I think like in your thirties, I mean I'm I'm not in my thirties yet, but I'm well into my thirties, so it's when fine. you get there you're like <laughs> mm, adulting house plant. Okay. Yeah. Good. Mm. Good. I mean, it didn't happen to me at 30. I'm now 37 and I'm starting to feel oh, right. the need for houseplants. So, yeah, okay. Um, it's taking me a bit longer than most, perhaps. But okay. I, I see where you're coming from on that one. Um, anyway, enough of this thrilling conversation <laughs> about houseplants. Um, what have we got coming up today? Well, uh, Grace, tell us. Um, I'm going to talk about a, a little film called Avengers Endgame. I thought we were going to talk about Highlander Endgame. I'll be honest. Is that not? I thought Endgame. Oh. Everyone, I thought everyone had gone to see Highlander Endgame. Like for, is that not what no. we were getting excited about? Did you about? watch? Did you watch Highlander Endgame instead? Well, I thought it was funny because I was trying to. I thought it was funny that I couldn't see this massive film release at the cinema, so I managed to stream uh, Highlander Endgame. Avengers, you say? What? I, yeah. I don't really know what that is. Oh. No, I'm kidding. Oh. I'm kidding. Is that what everyone's been reading the end of Highlander Endgame? Highlander Endgame, yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah. Sure, Connery dies at the end. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, so anyway, thanks for indulging me with that great gag there. No problem. Um, yeah, I thought it was quite funny. Yeah, it was yeah, good. It was a yeah. good bit. So yeah, Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Boom. So that's come out. So we're going to be reviewing that later in the show. Um, we're also going to do the usual stuff of what we've been watching. We've caught up with quite a few films. So some of them will probably be current cinema releases in fairness, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, Hellboy will be in there. Films Greta's that have been and gone, be maybe. Who knows? I imagine Hellboy's been and gone by now, yes. And if it hasn't, it perhaps <laughs> deserves to. Um, yeah. So yeah, Greta, a number of other things in the what we've been watching section. Um, yeah. But before that... Yeah. Star Wars Episode Nine trailer dropped. It did. I'm all excited about Star Wars again, even though I hated the Last Jedi with okay. the Force of a Thousand Suns. What? What? As a, as a, as a, because I'm not like super Star Wars fan, but appreciate that the Last Jedi, Rogue One, and the Force Awakens were pretty not great. What? What? What excited you about the trailer? Well, I liked personally. I liked Force Awakens enough, although uh, we're not going to get into that. No. The fact it's and it is it is pretty much a lazy retread of a new hope for sure. I get all of that and that is correct, but I still quite enjoyed it. Rogue One, I wasn't as hot on as a lot of people. I quite enjoyed Solo, so I've not hated all of them to be yeah. honest. I've quite liked most of them. Last Jedi I had some big problems with, and you can listen to old episodes for that. Um what excited me about this is JJ Abrams um is a man that fully grasped he has weaponized nostalgia. Yeah. Um and he knows exactly what he's doing with this Star Wars trailer for sure. Because yeah. as soon as like you're like, Oh my god, a Death Star. Oh look the yeah. Emperor's voice. Oh yeah. Luke's lightsaber. And yeah, he's yeah. he's he's certainly he We're certainly in the knows, desert again. Yeah, he certainly knows how to use nostalgia <laughs> and use it very, very well. And I think that's you know, that's to his credit really. So 
Um, I have some concerns about where the hell Episode Nine can actually go after the Last Jedi because I think Ryan Johnson just basically shit all over the plot of the Force Awakens. Yeah, almost completely ignored it and tried to almost start again. I mean, with the Last Jedi. So there's a lot of narrative work to be done in Episode Nine. Where, where do you stand on that? Well, there's like some a couple of theories, isn't there? So obviously it's the Emperor's laugh. Yeah. So I, I mean, my original theory even before. Force Awakens kind of came out was that Ray. Well, no, at the end of Force Awakens was that Ray was going to be the Emperor's granddaughter, and that's okay. where she gets her. So I think she is like of kind of Force lineage that way. Yeah. Um, it's either going to be like she ends up bringing uh, what? What was the title called? The Rise of Skywalker. Like, yeah. come on, I, I laughed hard. Yeah, you, you almost can't have a good title and be a Star Wars film. Certainly not not outside of the original trilogy, anyway. Yeah, I guess. Attack of the Clones, The Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace! (laughs) Um, Yeah, but um, so it's either going to be like her and Kylo Ren, like, unite the two sides and sort of reinstate that you can't. Yeah, bring balance, or she defeats Kylo Ren and there's going to be like some goat force ghost meet up between him and Han Solo again a force goat meet up you say force, force ghost goat. force it's goat, goat force. I would love force a goat force <laughs> yeah to be honest ram it in oh. yeah um, mm-hmm. yeah no I think yeah that's an interesting point I hadn't really thought of the connection to to uh, the Emperor really with Ray um, he's definitely back the original actor's back because they they got him out on stage at Star Wars Celebration so he's going to be in it in some capacity whether he's a force ghost or not I don't think we'll probably find out until much closer yeah. to the release or whether he's a big bad and has got something to do with Snoke do you know what would be know. fucking amazing is if Mace Windu came back I would be so pumped well there was a, I read a theory that Mace Windu was Snoke um, because they, they'd lined up how he got scarred from Palpatine in um, Revenge of the Sith and that kind of thing. Yeah, um, his voice I wasn't wasn't yeah, I don't know how much I buy that, to be honest. Do you know what I mean? He wasn't like, get in the goddamn hallway yeah. right now, motherfucker, was he? But, no. But, yeah, we'll see where it goes. I think there's a lot of work and to do. And he had do. both his arms. Mace Window didn't Actually, have one arm. True. I think Mace yeah. Window's going to come back and okay. him and... Um, Lando Calrissian are going to be like, let's get these motherfucking Sith Lords. It's going to be amazing. Okay, I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. Um, I mean, it would be quite entertaining if it did. Yeah. Um, no, so I'm, I'm quietly excited again about Star Wars. I've started good. watching Star Wars Rebels, which gets really, really good. The animated series, that's that's really hit. I'm on season three now, I think that's really hit a stride. Okay. And I've started playing Star Wars Battlefront 2 again. I don't hate me. I know everyone hates that game and I understand why, but it's fucking Star Wars and I love it. Cool. Uh and I'm reading the Star Wars book again at the moment, so I've gone all Star Wars nuts again, basically Aww. thanks to this trailer. So, good, that's good, uh, that's yeah, nice. Yeah, so that's nice in a way. So I feel like I'm yeah. reclaiming Star Wars after yeah. being hurt by the last, last, the last Jedi. Hurt by the last, hurt by the last Jedi. Yeah. Uh, yes, I consider cool. myself to be hurt, hurt by the last Jedi quite considerably. Hasn't but I'm, I'm not going to sit there and moan on it, because apparently you're not allowed to moan if you don't like a film anymore. No. Um, Rotten Tomatoes said it was great. Yes, oh, good. Yeah. Well done. Cool, good. Well we done, talked you about guys. that. Yes, anyway, <laughs> Star Wars over. For now, um, but yeah, Last Jedi trailer, not Last Jedi trailer, Rise of Skywalker trailer. If you haven't seen it already, check it out. It's a really good trailer, even if the film turns out to be bad. Um, which brings us to the end of chatting about the Star Wars trailer. Yeah, and we'll be back very briefly with what we've been watching. What have we been watching? What a good question! What a good segue! Good bit. Coming up. You enjoyed that, didn't you? (laughs) About practice. What? Practice. It's only been like two weeks. It's been so long. I have to do it all the time. Right. 
what have we been watching? Oh, should I start? Yeah. Okay. I watched, only last night, I watched a film by, I've completely forgotten his name, David Robert Mitchell. Yeah. I want to say that's his name. Yeah, it sounds it familiar. Wrong. That sounds right. Director of uh, It Follows and, more recently, the controversial and incredibly divisive Under the Silver Lake. Ah, oh, you've it done the Robert movie Mitchell. programming, haven't yes. you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I had a look you at movies. Watched... Yeah. What's it called? The Myth the, of... So this oh. is The Myth of the American Sleepover, as I said, directed by David Robert Mitchell. Uh, starring a cast I don't really recognise of sort of young teenagers. Dazed and Confused, I'd say, is certainly a touchstone for this kind of thing. It's, it's, I'd say it's a very sweet, very well put together coming of age drama mm. um, that's got some awesome visuals in it. Um, and really, it really captured me, to be honest. I found the whole thing quite in similar way to the way kind of it follows. I found the whole thing fairly hypnotic in places i was kind of glued to the screen it doesn't outstay its welcome it's a fairly tight 90 minutes um some of the performances are fantastic in fairness um i'm just trying to think who stood out for me uh claire soma claire sloma claire sloma i do apologize marlon morton uh, amanda bayer brett jacobson so again it's no name not any names that i've particularly heard of or have seen since um, which is a shame, really, because I think the cast here were really, really good. But the writing is absolutely on point. It reminded me of being a teenager, and I think some of the ways, some of the things that happen to the teenagers, basically it follows different groups of teenagers on different sleepovers, essentially, um, and just follows them through like one night of their lives. So you've got the kind of love entanglements you would expect. The, mm. the, guys, trying to, the guys are trying to get laid and that kind of thing. But it's done, it's not necessarily 100% original. You've, you've seen this kind of story told many times before, but I think it was told remarkably well here. And I would highly recommend this to anyone who hasn't seen it and anyone interested in that director because I thought this was really good okay. um, and that is on movie at the moment movie. which is where I've seen that so check that out cool uh, you're up yeah I'm up um, poof, what have I been watching um, trash Paul apart from the cinema I've been watching trash <laughs> and series and uh, lots and lots what, of adventures what trash have you watched okay I've watched The Basement the base okay is this ne- is this like bottom level Netflix trash? L- yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. Like Road Train. Thanks for that again. <laughs> <laughs> did we even talk about the fact that you watched Road Train on this? I can't remember. I can't remember if. It did. Oh my god, Road Train. Road Holy Train shit. guys. Um, Holy shit. Yeah, so Grace recommended me a film called Road Train a few episodes back. If we talked about this on the last episode, I don't really care. We're going to talk about it again. Um, <laughs> wow. Just, just wow. I mean, there's a killer truck. I, I think it's a road train. It's a road train, mate. They're all, they are, as you said it on the show. I think they're incredibly excited to see this road train. It's a killer <laughs> truck that eats, seems to eat people, but I'm not sure. And there's some wolves in it. Uh, and then people get put in the truck, and then they change into psychopaths, and then put people into a grinder. And I think the truck is powered by blood. Yeah, um, it's, it is. it's fucking nonsense. <laughs> Bollocks. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Road Train director, if you're listening, but it, yeah, I, I I tried, I really tried. I thought I might be able to have a good time with this because it's quite B movie, very silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just takes it's so po faced. That's the problem with it. I it think. was so stupid, and I just like I love the fact that they have a thing called a road train because it was like so Australian in that way, yeah. like because it's like that, it's just a big truck. It's a big truck. It's like no, it's a road train. There's no tracks. It's not a train, is it? And they're like it's like oh my god. It's like how they call flip-flops thongs it's like oh australia you've got it all upside down haven't you road train cool um anyway yeah that was road train but the basement we're um, never gonna talk about road train again by the way on this show no well (laughs) who knows unless maybe there's a film that comes out like road train yeah um the basement was actually worse than road train Um, basement basement was worse than road train basement is about um 
a, a, an English musician who's probably one of the worst actors I've seen. Do we He's, know who this is? Are we going to name no, and shame him? Or? No, I, I, it's not even worth it. Um, okay. He is married to Misha Barton, but I can't remember her character's name, but Misha Barton's so in it. So the stuck with you then. Misha Barton is like the draw to this film. Right, okay. Um, he goes out to get some champagne and is texting some other woman and then suddenly gets pulled into a van, ends up in a basement and his... And then there's like an hour of him in a basement with this guy who has loads of different characters and tortures him in loads of different ways. Right. And then there's a twist a bit like at split. the end. Kind of, but he's like acting. He's like, a, it's kind of, it kind of, throughout the film, until you see the twist at the end, you're like, Pff. it's kind of like it's a failed actor who's got a beef with this guy and he's like, for, like, auditioning all his roles and then like, ends up like chopping this guy's fingers off as a cop. Like, he's a, like a, kind of film noir cop he's like you see eh? i'm gonna chop right, your okay. finger off eh? and this yeah it was so and the twist was like why was it so bad what didn't work about it it was just so it's just the lead guy was really bad and it was just really trashy and misha barton is just like i could think of better women to watch and like she didn't even make the whole of the oc did she she got killed off halfway through the oc so it's not spoiler like spoiler warning oh spoiler... i've never seen the whole of the oc it's all right. Not, not that I was in a rush to, but... Don't worry about it. <laughs> Although um, Adam Brody was in... Um, can we do spoilers for Shazam now? I think we can. Adam Brody was one of the grown-ups um, who who was in Shazam. He was one of the grown-up boys. He was, remember. yes. Um, and he him. was in the OC. Okay. Just a little OC spin-off there. And what's-his-name is um, Commissioner Gordon in Gotham. So okay. they've all gone on to a few better things. Yeah. Misha Barton like, basically dated Professor Green and now is in this awful movie on um, Netflix. Um, yeah, go watch it if you want to waste some time. Basement was that, did you say? The basement. The basement. The basement. Uh, good. Right. What else have you seen? I've seen a bit, to be honest. I've been yeah. catching up again, which is quite nice. What yeah. else have I seen? Help yeah. me out here, letterboxed, please. <laughs> I have seen, what did I re or rewatched? Blade 2. I haven't seen Blade 2 for years. Oh, Wesley uh, Snipes. Yeah, Wesley Snipes is badass. Oh, there's, there's no doubt. Um, and Wesley Snipes is like one of my few, like when I become a stereotypical gross girl where I'm like four. <laughs> to be honest okay. like and also like of men who are like particularly must because i know everyone's yeah. like oh chris hemsworth and i'm just like where's he snipes and blade y'all come on fair fair yeah. enough <laughs> so, fair enough i get it yeah I, get it. I can't remember blade 2 remind uh, so me blade 2 is directed by guillermo del toro it is uh and it features not only wesley snipes uh we've got chris christopherson back as whistler who is as hilarious as ever uh we've got ron perlman in it this time yep. uh we've got is it the one with Triple H or Ryan Reynolds? No, that's Blade Trinity, which is shite. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, Ron Perlman turns up in this as part of the Blood Pack, amongst other people. I can't remember who else plays the Blood Pack, to be honest. But yeah, so you've got... that's Basically, the core of this one is... Ah, Luke Goss is the villain. Oh, of course. As the Reaper. Of as the Reaper vampire, um, which is kind of cool. So basically, yeah, you have this new strain of vampirism. The vampires develop a virus, which yeah. turns them into these badass Reaper things led by Luke Goss. Yeah. Um, They've got basically they're much stronger, they're faster. Yeah. The the, the sequ- what happens in the sequel? The villains yeah. get harder. Yeah. Um. And Blade is recruited by the vampires to try and fight these Reaper things. Um, yeah. But the vampires double cross him, Kelsa please. Uh. And yeah, it's. I would say I rem- I when I first watched Blade Two, I was just I think I I came out of it. I was like, oh my god, that was better than the original. Mm. And I maintained that opinion for quite some time. 
I was wrong. It's not mm. as good as the original. The original, I think, is great and stands up really, really well. Um, I think Blade 2 is a solid sequel. It's a lot of fun. Um, it does exactly what it says on the tin. It's got Wesley Snipes kicking the shit out of vampires. Um, the CGI has dated incredibly badly, which is yeah. a bit of a shame. More so than the first film, strangely enough. Um, but the set pieces are very, very exciting. Del Toro's visual style shines through. There's definitely it's savage as well. I'd forgotten how gory Blade Two is. Like Blade doesn't Blade's not like a Blade isn't like a, a mild mannered film in terms of gore for for one for at all. But Blade Two is absolutely savage in places. Mm. So you can tell Del Toro's horror roots. Like there's there's definitely more of a horror focus to Blade Two than yeah. there was in the first one. And yeah, you know the the plot's a bit silly. The film kind of is all over the place a little bit uh, at times. Um, it doesn't always hold together narratively that well, but it's still a highly entertaining piece of action cinema and a very worthy sequel to Blade. So it was a pleasure to catch up with it. Yay! Cool beans. Yeah, it's probably way better than anything I've watched. I watched a film, not that you asked, but I'll just do it. Um, <laughs> I watched. It is that section, so Ghost. it's fine. It's fine. With all the what you've been watching section, it's fine to say what you've been watching. I watched Ghost Ship. Ghost Ship. Yeah. You have been watching some good films, haven't you? Yeah. Have you seen Ghost Ship? That's Actually, got a, that's that links into Blade. On the boat on the front, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Because I was told, I was just like, I was told by my partner that one of the two of the best opening scenes of film, any film, are in Blade when they're all in the yeah. and they've got the blood coming down and the beginning what of Ghost Ship. And the beginning of Ghost Ship. And I was like, yeah. okay, I don't believe you. What is this? And I, it, it is actually. Blade has one of the best opening sequences and then is a really good film. Yeah. Ghost Ship has one of the best opening sequences, but then it's just, what is this I'm watching I'm now? I'm intrigued to see this opening sequence So it um, starts with a cruise ship, a kind of, I want to say 1940s, um, and there's an Italian singer and all the guests are having a wonderful time and it's very glamorous. And um, a young Emily Browning is in this film. Right. She's like the lead ghost, I guess. Um, but they're not ghosts yet. Um, if you haven't seen this film, it came out like 18 years ago, so don't worry about I was it. Say it's quite, um, it's, about, it's, it's about the same time as like 13 Ghosts and that kind of thing. Isn't it? I love 13 Ghosts, just putting <laughs> that out there. Someone said, What's your best favourite ghost film? I was like, 13 Ghosts has got the best ghosts in it. <laughs> anyway, it's not as good as 13 Ghosts. Um, and what happens is there's like a line that's being reeled, for, like it's like holding up one of the poles, and then it snaps, it gets like really taut. And then this line like runs through all the guests on the top of the boat and chops all of them in half. <laughs> Amazing. I'm in. I'm gonna watch this. I might watch this tonight. And all you need to do is like watch. And then like the rest of the movie is like present day, and they're like, "We found them." It's like you know these, what? Like, pi- like For that very, I was planning. I was this evening. Just yeah. an insight into my life here, listeners. Yeah. This evening, a friend is coming around later. We the plan was to watch Cold War and Blind Spotting. Oh. But fuck that. We're going to watch Ghost Ship. Ghost Ship on <laughs> See Amazon Prime. all these Prime. people get cut in half. Yeah. Yeah, like, some, well, some of them, it's like they, their heads get chopped off. Some of them, it's full body cut. One of them, is, and, but, and the only person that survives is Emily Browning. And you're kind of like, why is everyone on this ship, like, dancing at this thing? Yeah. Like, where are all, like, the people, the <laughs> yeah. house cleaners, or the, the stewards, and the cat, like, and even the captains there. Like, who's been driving this ship the whole time? Why is it, well, probably... That's why this wire goes through them all because yeah. no one's actually maintaining the cruise ship. No, so yeah. that sounds trashy. Yeah, but yeah, then like years later, it's like a kind of group of people who steal booty pirates. from. They're kind of pirate. They're like heist pirates. No pirates. Yeah, they're they're like you know American 
yeah, heisty people. Okay. And then someone's like, I'm, I found a boat, and they find those gold doubloons on the boat, but it's a ghost ship. So, yeah, that's what I've been watching anyway. I'm, I, might, I might actually watch Ghost Ship now. It sounds just about silly enough to be entertaining. But yeah. Yeah. You know I it. I might give it a go. I've never seen it. I've never seen yeah. it. Um, right. What else are we going to talk about? I know what we can talk about. We should talk about films that we've both seen next. Yeah. Um, let's start with Hellboy. Okay. <sighs> yeah. Hellboy. Neil Marshall. I was quite excited about this film. I would really wanted Hellboy 3, to be honest, from Del Toro. Uh, but we didn't get that. No. Should I say positives about it first? Because yes, because you know, positive, being positive is good. I thought that the gore was amazing and it was gross and I loved it and I literally felt a bit vomy at points and I'm gonna give it like an A star for making me feel a bit queasy. Okay. Um, I loved the giant slaying scene. That was like really sick, and um, I loved it when the seance girl um had the had Ian McShane coming out of her mouth. That was brilliant. It was one of the worst special effects I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, but it was like amazing. <laughs> um, and um, what else was really... There were some other really gory bits. Like, oh, and just just like the um, the creatures going through and just like spilling out people's intestines yeah. and stuff. I just thought it was like really sick. Yeah, so... Um, oh, and and the, um, the horrible um, creature who eats children. That actually scared me. Yeah, that was quite cool. That, that creature, I kind of wanted to have like a film about her because that was really horrible and the fact that they actually like went as far as to show like dead children hanging up as well and she's like do you want some dead child soup Ah!" and the way she walks and stuff i was like yeah that's actually if this film had been written and directed well and had the original cast in it it would have been good so yeah yeah, that was my positive yeah i think and just get just yeah i was quite excited about this because like neil marshall um not all of his films but most of them i like david harbour i thought he was well cast and if we can't get hellboy 3 which we're definitely not going to get now uh then i thought right we'll have the we'll we'll live with the reboot um i really really wanted to like this film a lot more than i did i'll be honest Mm. i and i thought going in i was okay even if it's not great it's gonna be fun yeah it's as you said it's delightfully ott yeah um and the it's, it's 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 a it's a bonkers film yeah like some of the set pieces are some of the set pieces they look shit cause they didn't, yeah they didn't have any, it was too ambitious for the budget which i don't think has helped it yeah um but they are very creative some of the some of the monster works i think is really cool yeah um the bits where the hellboy's like is he flying around at some point i don't remember is yeah. he is he flying possibly mm. uh this yeah the bits where he goes like full-on hellboy where his horns are blazing and you get like these yeah, yeah. and stuff like that that stuff was great, like some of the imagination on display and like the concept behind that. I thought that stuff was really, really good. Yeah. It just wasn't well put together. Like the narrative was weak, just kind of all yeah. over the place. It was a really bad script. Yeah, a really bad script. It was so script. unfunny. Yeah. Who was worse out of um Oh the... my god, Sasha no Sasha Lane. Was she worse she was than the, worst. the guy? Than David Halber? No, the um uh panther guy i've forgotten the actor's name oh yeah he wasn't let's find out who the actor's name yeah was, like because be i was so just trying got, to yeah so it's the just whole a, way home i was like who's the worst actor out of these two because daniel day kim that's it yeah who's yeah, originally going to be played by the guy who Ed plays Green. francis yeah. And, yeah um yeah yeah i kind of wish they'd just stuck yeah with daniel him, really. day kim and I, I, to be honest i'm gonna go with sasha sasha oh, lane being worse her so english bad. accent was atrocious I, oh was she not 
English. No, I, but as far as I'm aware, she's American. She was in American Honey and brilliant in that. She oh. hadn't acted before American Honey and she was superb, like absolutely superb in that. And oh. then she was half decent in the Miseducation of Cameron Post as well, to be fair. Oh. Um, and then has done this. And yeah, what's here is just a mess. Like, oh, gosh. Um, yeah, the acting's terrible. The CGI is just ridiculous it looks i mean it looks like it could have been made around the weirdly enough watching blade 2 mm. um it looks like it feels like it could have come from like the 90s yeah that's generally what this this feels like yeah and it's yeah the script's bad the dialogue's clunky the direction's not the best i mean it, there's room there's rumor of major production issues yeah um in i read somewhere the other day that apparently the the one of the producers had come in and fired neil marshall's dop just to prove he was still in charge so if that if those kind of antics are going on behind the scenes, a good film you are not going to get. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And unfortunately, as much as I wanted to like this, I, and I, I had some fun with it for the reasons that you've stated, I don't think it's yeah. as bad as it's being made out to be. Yeah. I've read certain things, oh, this is the worst superhero movie I've ever seen. It's yeah. not. And it's um, like people are writing articles like, oh, does that does Hellboy prove that the R-rated superhero movie is over? It's like, no, because shut up don't put hellboy and marvel in the same no. just like <laughs> yeah. general thing for goodness sake hellboy's not a, there's like a difference between superhero and just and like hellboy, yeah. yeah come yeah. on but yeah but mm. it's just a shame to be honest i, I wanted to like it and i, I just really struggled I layla really, morse really though struggled. come on well that's mentioned layla morse yeah banger yeah <laughs> banger fucking gary oldman's sister Big Mo from EastEnders. Is that really Gary Oldman's sister? Yeah. Uh, I think I might have heard that somewhere before. Actually. Right? Yeah. Yeah, what a different world. Yeah, Big world. Mo with a machine gun. That's yeah. Quite, that's quite entertaining to be fair. Yeah. This moment, yeah, it has some that moments. Was... And I love, I was like... never... I was... I don't think... I can I can honestly say I was never bored in this film. No. But that's not to say it was very good. Apart from Mila Jovovich at some time. And she's, like, really interesting to watch usually. I like her, but she kind of seemed like she was just walking her way through this. Just phoning it in. And I wasn't really sure, like, what the um, pig creature was, what his accent was, because sometimes he was from Manchester, but sometimes he was from Liverpool. You weren't really sure. It's really, really odd. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, well. Never mind, eh? Yeah. Hellboy is a shame, uh, in all honesty, because I was expecting more from it. Yeah. Um, which brings us to our last film of what we've been watching. Yeah. Uh, Greta. Yeah! Directed by Neil Jordan. Yeah. Set this one up for us, Grace. Okay. There's a girl. She's called Chloe Grace Moretz, but that's her actress. That's the actress. Are we talking about Chloe Grace Moretz's life now? Or just yeah. <laughs> there's a girl played by Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah. What's her name? Let's just call her Bob. Bob. Um, she's on a subway train. She sees a handbag. She's, she's not called Bob. Yeah. Carry on. I'll, I'll find out what she's called for you, Grace. Don't worry. I forgot. Laura, Sarah. I don't know. Um, she sees a handbag. It's lovely. It's a leather handbag. It's beautiful. It has a return to sign in it. So she's like brilliant i'm gonna go and return this because i'm such a good girl so she goes to return the handbag to a lady who is played by isabelle huber and her name is is greta so there you go yeah, we, know, we know her name yeah. obviously. Uh, chloe gosmeretz plays a character called francis francis and then, of uh, course. and then micah monroe who you may remember from it follows plays a character called erica and yes so she's on supporting she's here really as good well, so. um yeah, she's really good so this. greta and francis start to become Firm friends quite quick, quickly. Um, and um, yeah, Francis' friend, it follows girls like, oh, this is really weird. You can't be friends with this crazy French lady. Um, and yeah, kind of turns out she's pretty <laughs> batshit. Um, and it kind of turns into a, um, yeah, a creepy, creepy friend film. 
intense creepy friend film that feels to me like it could have been ripped straight out of the 1990s yeah and that's not always a bad thing no i don't no. say that necessarily as a criticism yeah. um i had some problems with it i'll, I'll be honest i think it, it got a little bit too silly for its own good in places um and i think that's probably because it felt so 90 probably because it felt so yeah, 1990s yeah, yeah. like kind of like pacific heights or that kind of that yeah kind of evoke that kind of thing yeah, to be honest. yeah. Uh, isabel Huppert is having a great time here yeah there is no she's doubt so great and to she watch. is she is great to watch in this and she's yeah. brilliantly creepy yeah um, and the cast are all yeah chloe grace moretz i think is, is very good in this and make a moral support is is fantastic as well so the cast are all really good yeah i just thought it was it just undid itself w- with a bit too much silliness in places but some great set pieces like some genuinely yeah. creepy set pieces yeah. the finale is great yeah um and yeah it's, it's certainly it's certainly a creepy film in places there's no doubt about that but. yeah i don't really want to like ruin it because like i do want people to go and watch it and i was really surprised that it was showing in mainstream cinema actually because it is it has got such like an indie feel to it yeah um i guess because it had it is kind of falls into that horror vein so it probably has mainstream appeal um but yeah i thought it was just so one thing I didn't really understand about it, and this is probably a spoiler, so sorry, but when Frances realises Greta's a bit weird and then she does some more digging about Greta's previous friends and then she meets up with that girl who was in um, uh, Velvet Buzzsaw, the British yeah, girl. Zoe Ashton. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, Zoe Ashton's character, who knows one of Greta's previous friends, was sort of like, oh... I, I always thought she was lying when she said this, but now I know what she means. It's like, well, tell her then. Like, give like if you know what this woman does to girls, like, tell her. Don't just be mysterious. What's the point? Now you've just ruined her life. Why not just... <laughs> oh, I could tell you what she does to people, but I'm just going to be really mysterious. I was just like, that, that was a bit... That, that bothered me. Oh well, never mind. It's just a small thing. But I think it was a fun. I think it's a fun. It's a fun enough entertaining thriller. I think. Yes, and it's definitely. Yeah, it feels like it does feel like it could have been made twenty years ago. But that's yeah. that's part of its charm. I think. Yeah. Um, and I think if the 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 the, the cast carry this. Like, there's no doubt. If, yeah, if yeah, you didn't yeah. have such a talented cast on board, then this would have been rubbish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah be, completely. I'll be frank, because it yeah. is an incredibly trashy sort of throw. It's an incredibly trashy throwaway. Sort yeah. Of, almost, it's the kind of thing that we that I would imagine would go straight almost straight to TV. Yeah, um, but it's done. But it's done well. Neil Jordan is, you know, he's a capable director for sure. So it's it's done well enough that it raises it out of that kind of DT. Yeah, it kind of had like kind of a thing. sort of um, a Grimm's fairy taleness about it, though, because like, yeah, it sort of it kind it it had an air of Hansel and Gretelness about it, where you're sort of where it's like, oh, you're so easily led, and and you need to not trust neighbors yeah. and strangers and that kind of thing. So yeah, I liked that. Yeah, no, I think it was it was fun. I didn't. I, did, I came out of it. I was just like, yeah, I quite enjoyed that. That was the weird double bill I did with Endgame. Do you think <laughs> Greta could enough. take on Hellboy? Uh, I think Greta's a better film than Hellboy. Okay. Um, whether Greta could take on Hellboy or not, I don't know. I mean, Hellboy's pretty nuts. <laughs> so we'll see. I mean, it, this wouldn't be my dream movie fight. If you if you know if I had to make a versus film, it wouldn't be Greta, <laughs> Greta versus, versus Hellboy. Hellboy. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of up for that. I think that should be. The I'm sequel. intrigued. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. talking of Endgame, which I just mentioned. Yeah. We'll be back after this. Talking about Highlander. Uh, to talk about Highlander Endgame. Yeah, yes. wicked. Yeah, good. That's not from Highlander Endgame. 
Sorry. What is the theme <laughs> Highlander Endgame? No idea. I have absolutely no idea. But I'm gonna I'm gonna put this Highlander Endgame joke in the bin, I think. Um I stole okay. it from someone who put it on my Facebook page as well. So okay. Andrew Best, if you're listening, Fair. thanks for that. Uh, and apologies, I have stolen your gag. Yeah. To be honest. Um right, anyway, yeah. Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Pretty big film release. Pretty massive. Um, yeah. How excited were you for Avengers Endgame? Yeah, I was pretty pretty pumped, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah really Good. excited. Wouldn't let anyone tell me I was sad for being really excited because it's like pfft, Whatever, whatever. Biggest yeah, cinematic pretty, event of all time, probably. Yeah, it's a pretty major release, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Marvel, that's relatively popular these days. So, yeah, 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 I think, get over you know, the, whole, the whole you're a geek thing probably, yeah. needs to, probably needs to die out, to yeah, be honest, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was pretty pumped, to I was be pretty honest. excited, yeah. I have to say. Um, I think, yeah, I think uh, Infinity War was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, and it, mm. that film improved for me on second on second viewing uh, big time, and I'll be intrigued to see if the same thing happens with Endgame for me. Um Let's do our best to set this up. So I will say from this point forward, yeah. there will be minor spoilers. Yeah. We won't go into too much detail, but we are going to talk a bit more in depth about this than we would normally do. Yeah. So there will I guess be some spoilers. Like third act, we're going to leave alone, I would say. Yeah, I'd say we'll probably try and leave the third act alone. That's, yeah. That seems fair. So yeah, there will be some spoilers, guys. I'm, I would work on the assumption that most people, by the time this goes out, would have probably seen this anyway, but there are spoilers from this point. So if you don't want to know about the spoilers, then stop listening now. In fact, let's have a clip so then yeah. people know once you've heard the clip, yeah. there'll be spoilers after that. Yeah. He used the stones again. Hey. We'd be going in short-handed, you know? Look, he's still got the stones, so... So let's get him. Use them to bring everyone back. Just like that? Yeah, just like that. Even if there's a, a small chance that we can undo this, I mean, we owe it to everyone who's not in this room to try. If we do this, how do we know it's going to end any differently than it did before? Because before you didn't have me. Hey, new girl, everybody in this room is about that superhero life. And if you don't mind my asking, where the hell have you been all this time? There are a lot of other planets in the universe. And unfortunately, they didn't have you guys. Oh, that was a good bit, wasn't it? You loved doing that, didn't you? <laughs> Right, so Endgame. Let's set this one up. So basically, yeah. um, at the end of Infinity War, that every I'm sure everyone knows what happens. We're going to set this up anyway. At the end of Infinity War, Thanos snapped his finger and wiped out half of the living things in the universe. Um, the the surviving Avengers not very happy about that. No. So they decide to try and do something about it. Yeah. Uh, and they go. Uh, they concoct a plan with the help of the newly recruited Captain Marvel. Um, played by Brie Larson, um, to go after Thanos and basically kick his ass. Yeah. Um, it goes pretty badly wrong. Yeah. Uh, it goes very badly wrong. Well, in fact, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to yeah. that in a bit. So, yeah, it doesn't all go to plan. They then realise that, in fact, there is a way they can solve the... Bear with me on this one because the plot is bonkers. Um, there is a, they, there is a, a way they can save the day. They need to go back and get on the Infinity Stones, essentially, before Thanos can get them. Um, and basically undo and click everyone back into existence so in terms of everyone they lost what spider-man yeah loads of superheroes died i'm not gonna list all the people that 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 sadly left us in the end yeah. of infinity war but yes so they need to undo thanos's click by clicking the fingers themselves uh to do this they have to navigate the quantum realm thanks to ant-man uh and essentially go they split into teams or a team three different teams and go to three different time zones yeah yeah to try and get like, to the infinity yeah. stones before thanos yeah. however thanos that canny bugger uh he gets wind of this and tries to stop them cool yeah have i summed it up 
Yeah, you you yeah synopsized it. I think I've synopsized it fairly well, haven't I? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's yeah. pretty much like yeah, one and a half acts really. Yeah, so that's, that's what I mean. Yeah. I said we just kind of leave that yeah. out alone, so I'm not going to synopsis further yeah. than that. Um, no. Thoughts on this film? I mean, Grace, I'd say we we talked about this at the beginning. I would say I I like the Marvel films. In I I like the Marvel films quite a lot. I don't get as excited about them as a lot of people do. If that if that makes sense. Yeah. So I would say you're probably the bigger fan than me. I think perhaps. A, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I'm not the biggest, but okay. I'm definitely like I've been, definitely it's been a part of my life the last ten years, and I've have had a lot of amazing experiences with what and I'm I I'm more involved I guess with all like the sub series and stuff. So yeah. like I'm watching Cloak and Dagger at the moment. Right, okay. and I'm, I was I was a big Shield fan yep. until they got rid of Clark Greg buttholes. Um and um uh Agent Carter I watched yep. a lot. So yeah. So in that respect I guess I am and I do dip into comics now and again. So I'm not I'm not as big a comic reader as I should be. Um but now I've got loads of comics in my house. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I thought that in terms of obviously character depiction was really good. I loved what they did with Hulk. I thought it was really hilarious that they went down that route of making him more like intelligent Hulk. Or well, Professor Hulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah Professor Hulk. Um, and I thought that um, I, I felt that like the the, the the characters that survived, they 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 definitely kind of made sure you remembered who the original Avengers were and didn't give too much screen time to the sort of sub-characters. So, like, um, I've forgotten the woman from Black Panther's name, but she was only in it. And, and actually... To the, Syria, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And and up to the... All, like, the, the run-up to this film, it was really good that they didn't have too many of the cast going on press tours and stuff because... It, or, or kind of the promotion to... work for this film has been fantastic. Yeah, and the, you know the trailer doesn't really give anything. The trailer no. looks like it's given a lot away and then yeah. completely blindsides you. And I think you know kudos to whoever cut the trailers. And yeah. I think you know there is there's an art to making trailers and, yeah. and Endgame nailed it in terms yeah, of its completely. promotional stuff. And as you say, yeah, not having the cut. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to work out that these people would probably be coming back from the snap because there's no way Marvel are killing off. Yeah, Black, yeah, Black of Panther course. And they need guys, a new but... phase anyway. Yeah. So you know. Um, so no, the, the promotion work was great, and I think no, I'm, I'm with you, and I think I like the fact it did it it did kind of almost laser focus in on or laser focus in on the core of original Avengers from yeah. kind of phase one, and it's yeah. the, it was definitely it was definitely their story, and it was de- it. it like I've I've read a few I've read a, a bits of criticism like oh Captain Marvel wasn't enough or these people weren't in it so mm. well it's not really their story and um, also if Captain Marvel was there like um they probably would have sorted out a lot more stuff anyway so the fact that like it, it's very telling when she's like yeah this isn't the only planet in the universe this is happening to so yeah. I've got to be elsewhere you know so I'm it's I that's why she's not around and, and to be honest like because she is so powerful it that's that's one of the reasons I guess and um War Machine was good in this actually this was the first time I've it, that I've been kind of enamored with Don Cheadle's War Machine he has some good gags some good bits in there um and um I thought I thought Chris Evans stole stole the show for me really and that again I, i've never really been a captain america I, okay i like civil war and i like the winds of soldier but captain america as a character i've never really enjoyed as much but i thought he did a, like chris evans definitely um honed well not honed it in he's always holding it in but he yeah he stole the show for me yeah um and even jeremy Ranner was catchy 
I've never really been a Hawkeye fan either. But Apart his his arc was, <laughs> Yeah. I know, I was kind of like, whose haircut do I like? Because Captain Marvel goes to her classic short hair look in this. So I was like, do I want Captain Marvel's haircut or do I want Hawkeye's haircut? Well, now? I think my wife said, my wife said that basically um, she thinks that Thanos snapped, snapped the hairdresser out of existence halfway through Jeremy Renner's haircut. Oh, <laughs> I, like I, I like the haircut. I just don't know if it necessarily... But they were going for the um, a different kind of phase of Hawkeye. Uh, version of Hawkeye. Well, Ronin, isn't it? I think. Ronin. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I like um, I like the kind of heistness of it because obviously um, this isn't really too much a spoiler, but I mean Ant-Man comes back from the yeah. quantum realm quite hilariously like a rat just kind of like jumps, steps on yeah. a button and <laughs> gets spewed out. And I like how because it's kind of centres around Ant-Man's technology that they do this sort of heist uh, heist thing and i thought that was really good because it was making prominence to ant-man because i think ant-man gets a lot of like people don't really care about ant-man and they are shut up (laughs) god um and so yeah so i I thought that was really good pushing him into the limelight a bit more um yeah Yeah. so i yeah yeah, i think I like overall. I really enjoyed it. I think as a as a piece of spectacle cinema, I don't think you'll I don't think you'll beat it. Uh, yeah. Certainly not this year. Possibly not for a long, long time. No. Like when it goes big, yeah, uh, it goes fucking huge. Yeah. Like if you thought like if you thought Infinity War was big, Infinity yeah, War was yeah, a big yeah. big scale anyway. Yeah. This is even bigger than that. So yeah. when it goes off the set pieces, I thought were fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I like the fact it decided to focus on the core characters, and I think it does. And again, no spoilers for the ending here, but I think it does. It concludes their story. F- really 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 well and the, the some of the closing moments and again I, I won't spoil i won't spoil it I, I just thought it was so clever with how they treated well something to do with again minor spoilers with the way captain america story arc closes i thought yeah, was yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. Superb. yeah yeah i completely. really 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 like that i thought completely. it was great um and that that worked really well for me i had some problems though i'll be honest i don't think for me i don't think it although i was again i would say i was never bored i don't think it quite justified a three-hour running time for me um oh i would have seen a five-hour cut of that <laughs> watching the um prem- red carpet well purple carpet premiere and um anthony mackie was saying how there's like a five hour cut and he made a joke about wow. like he's like oh yeah when um war machine has his monologue that's the time to go to the toilet ha 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 right. that's in the five hour because <laughs> they're always like dicking around with each so, other yeah and i think um, I, yeah i don't know i felt like it was not long enough no it no, was no, three enough, hours was fine fair, no, fair it's enough. the same length as titanic do you know what yeah. i mean like do you that titanic that's why i won't watch titanic because it's three hours long it's just like you don't need that much titanic no. do you know what i mean if this can be three hours long then but anyway going back to why i why, why? i don't necessarily think it should, it should be three hours long I, I think my problem is is like you, you have the beginning and then they go so the, again spoilers uh they go to see thanos yeah uh and then they chop his head off, which yeah. is fucking great. And I was just like, oh my God, fucking Thor just chops his head off straight away. Like, yeah. Thanos is dead. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. And then, and I, at the time, I was just like, and like, yeah, the whole cinema went, whoa. And then it cuts to five years later and you're just like, what the fuck? What the fuck? This is quite cool. Yeah. And at the time, I was just like, that's wicked. Yeah. But for me, one of the best bits about Infinity War was Thanos. Yeah. Um, and Thanos' character was really, was quite, was really well developed in Infinity War. And it took him to a point where. You've now got this character of Thanos. He's sitting there gazing across, gazing across the the sunset at the end of Infinity yeah, War, yeah, yeah. which was great. And I wanted to spend more time with that Thanos than we actually got. And what right. instead, what we got by having time hopping Thanos, you get for me an underdeveloped Thanos character. You don't get the Thanos character that we got from the end of Infinity War. Right. Um, so I had some problems with Thanos's character arc. Um, again, these aren't major problems I had no. in the film, but I had some problems with Thanos's character yeah. arc. 
And I kind of felt I'd rather have seen a bit more of that, maybe uh, like a prolonged conversation between Tony and Thanos or something like that, just a, a bit more of of sort of reflective Thanos. Because he, he, mentions, he mentions it. It was like, well, of course I destroyed the Infinity Stones. Like, and then it's kind of, oh, that, that Thanos yeah, is gone now. Yeah. I click my fingers, no pun intended. Yeah. But, um, and then I, I, for me, the, the, for me the, the time-hopping stuff felt a bit, a bit overdone and a bit kind of needless needless fan service i think right. um and so i didn't think it needed quite as many callbacks to the earlier films right. um but it's it's minor gripes don't get me wrong like I, I, I those scenes are still enjoyable like some of the stuff where captain america fights old captain america that was that was fun mm. um but for me i just think that those bits could have been a bit shorter in all honesty what but once it hits what you know once the third act kicks in like it's from that point onwards it's fantastic like it's second to none entertainment for sure yeah i mean i i feel like um i mean I was saying before the show, I had a really bad experience watching this film. Like I went to midnight screening and trying to stay awake for three hours as it is. I'm, I'm not as, I'm not as young as I used to be. And I've always gone to the midnight screenings of these films. So you're just determined. I had to have three cans of monster stuff. Yeah. And, and I was really unlucky because I managed to sit next to the two people out of the whole cinema who were talking throughout the whole film. And it really bothered me and it kind of took me out of the dialogue and everything. So I had a bit of a disjointed mm. watch. So I would like to watch it may, at, maybe two more times, if not like at least one more time, just so that I can really ingest everything that was going on. Because I'm sure all like, like on first watch, there is just sort of like, with these films always there's, you know, three or four layers and there's always something you miss because it is so, there's so much going on. Um, but I, I really, I really liked the going back to the old films and it was the, yeah, the, and, um, it was very comic booky in that respect. Mm. Um, I was actually in terms of plot, I was a bit, not annoyed cause it was still a great film, but when that did happen to Thanos, I was like, oh, cool, are we going to have, like, a brand new villain now? Is that going to, like, like, wicked, you know? So in that way, kind of the repetition of it with that being the big bad... Like, don't get me wrong, like, Thanos is, like, one of, like, the ultimate villains um, in the Avengers Avengers and, you know, the um, other universes of Marvel, so fine, whatever, he is the main one of the main villains. But, yeah, I just felt like I kind of wanted a few more new characters maybe to be introduced just to um to just to have a few more threats i i love did you want more set up for phase four then is that what you're getting at yeah i think i did because yeah i i i there's yeah nothing I really, there's did. nothing really alluded to about phase four at all here and for me actually i really like that and i'll be honest i think I will struggle. I, I mean, I'll, I'll go as long as I'm doing the podcast, as long as I'm reviewing films, I will go and see the Marvel films as they come out. But for me, I almost want to get off of the Marvel train for a, I will almost want them to have like a couple of year break now because they, this, this wraps up those 22 films. Yeah, is it 22 films? It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it wraps up those 22 films so well that I don't think, and for me, if they, we suddenly get, get like Captain Marvel 2, I think it will be difficult for me to care. So I would be very intrigued to see what, and Marvel are going to be aware of this. There's no doubt that Kevin yeah. Feige is, is going to be aware that but they've got what they the, have to do for me needs to be very different. They've got all of the next phase set up, though. Yeah. You know, they've got, like, 
Oh no, it's, it's definitely so happening. But I, but I hope for me, it needs to do something very different to to get me on board because I'm I'm right. I'm ready to get off now because Endgame oh, concluded yeah. so well for me. Right. Like I need. I feel like I need a break. I won't get one because I'll go regardless. But yeah, I, yeah. I feel like narratively, I feel like I need a break. I feel like I could do. I could have a a big break and not bother with Phase Four. I feel like I need um, a, a break out of respect for that kind of plot i guess because mm. it is it is kind of like finishing a um a volume of a comic run yeah. in a way yeah. so you know you're waiting now you're waiting for the next like yeah you know avengers like, number whatever um so i i get that but yeah i definitely want i think i wanted a bit more because i was i think i was so really excited about the um fox marvel merger i was kind of expecting maybe a a new kind of mutant character or something mm. um which is fine they they need to kind of fill that out um yeah but i thought the um i thought everyone it's really difficult to review because it was a really good film i think maybe i preferred infinity war just for the writing like the, I, imp- the... I preferred it and well on first viewing anyway i, I yeah. think i preferred infinity war to be honest but and i, I want to go and because i saw this in 3d and it was actually especially the third act was a really quite dark for me so yeah. i find it I, I find that with 3d it looks really good in space but actual live action stuff it's very looks, dark yeah. yeah so i want to kind of watch it again in 2d um but yeah i thought karen gillen was really good as Nebula, like yeah, she Nebula was... gets a really good character arc. I think the they, yeah, Nebula is, is really good in this. To be fair, um, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, I didn't get, quite get enough screen time for me, but I think again, it's it was definitely focused on the the core Avengers for sure. Yeah, um, I think it kind of had to. With... I thought the way they kind of bring again spoilers, um, the way they bring Gamora back, I thought was pretty lazy to be honest. Yeah, um, I, it's just yeah. like oh well, she, yeah, she is dead. You remain dead when you're trapped in the Soul Stone. Yeah. Uh, Oh, oh, but we've got this Gamora from the from the past. Yeah, uh, from another timeline. That's quite lazy, I thought. Yeah, um, yeah. So again, it's a minor gripe. Um, yeah, and completely. I'd rather she didn't stay dead because I think she, you know, the I think the interplay she has with Chris Pratt is great, and you know, I'm a big fan of Guardians. We're looking at a Guardians quad. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. In front of us, so you know, I love the Guardians of the Galaxy. So I, you know, it was sad to see her go, but I probably I just think the way they brought her back was just a bit cheap. Yeah, I think also I would have maybe liked to have seen more of the world where half the universe is snapped out like the yeah. earth like i really liked the bit where um uh scott lang is walking through trying to find yeah that was his cool. kid and like how everything is just sort of quiet and um and i i yeah i wanted to see more of that of of normal not that I want to see normal people doing normal stuff, but yeah. I wanted to see what that world would look like. What, what? Because they're all going off on like in the five years later bit, and they're all honing in on their holograms, like Star Wars style, and going, oh, "I'm doing this right now. I'm doing that." And I kind of wanted to see what they were actually having to do, like as their own little storyline. Not not a full storyline, but when they go, "I'm going to do this," and then cut to that. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Does that make sense at I think all? I think I see we can reform, yeah. Because I kind of felt I didn't really... Apart from the the um, Avengers being wiped out from Infinity War, I didn't really see like the gravitas of what Thanos' actions had on Earth. Yeah. And in that way, it, I, I felt like all they were kind of really fighting for a lot of the time was to bring their mates back as opposed to well, look yeah, at this. The, the, the thing as well is that, okay, um, Captain Marvel alludes to what's going on on other planets, but then also he's wiped out half the wife in the galaxy, not just on Earth. Yeah. And there was, there was, you're right, there was no kind of real... There was that one bit 
as you say, where Scott Lang was walking around, yeah. but that was it. There wasn't really any, yeah, and any consequences. Don't get it. me wrong. I, I mean, I would probably like to see in the next Captain Marvel film, I'd like for her to go like, I've got to go to this planet and then for her to go and have her yeah. mission and try and sort that out. So I didn't really need to know what was going out on other planets, but to, to see the destruction on Earth, I think a little bit more of that, but you know, but it's, it's difficult. They must have so much footage anyway. As it is, I think they cut out characters. Mm. There were people listed. Yeah, anyway. I don't want to give too many spoilers. So, we'll kind of wrap up, I guess. Um, oh, versus... Do we have to? I could talk about this all day. <laughs> I could do this all day. Versus yeah. expectation. <laughs> say, say expectation was, yes. Yeah, so how... Did it did it live up to your expectations? Oh yeah, could it completely. live up to your expectations? Yeah, yeah, it was it was fine. These are just like minor gripes. There's one amazing um, bit. Um, I'll, I'll talk about it like another time. But there's a really good bit, uh, a Captain America bit, which is like a big um, Easter egg for like super comic geeks, which I really enjoyed, and I re- I think that was re- really great. The Russo brothers like definitely doing their knowledge and and doing a lot of uh, fan and there service. Were two more community cameos in this as well. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'd give it 10 out of 10, but, you know, of course, one of the greatest films ever, one of the greatest things to happen in cinema ever, you wow. know? high praise indeed. Don't you think? Like, in terms of, like, an actual cinematic event, I think... there's something to, like, have we ever had that in cinema before? And for it to culminate in such a sort of no, for it to be epic. such a long running series to culminate in that, I think I think I think they wrapped it up well. Um, as I said, I've you know I still don't think, and I know this is I know people people have probably grown and go well, it wasn't that good. I still don't think Marvel have tipped the cat like have hit the level of the Dark Knight, for example, in anything they've done personally. Um, so I still don't I still don't think we've had a with possibly the close my I think the best one still is my favorite is probably still Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. I still don't think we've had a legitimate five star Marvel film yet. Personally, oh, well, but and I and I think and don't get me wrong, that's not uh, to say that's not to say I don't enjoy them. I enjoy yeah. them a lot, and yeah. I still ultimately I wouldn't have gone at midnight if I wasn't expecting to enjoy it. Yeah, and yeah, I did. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I had a great time in the cinema, yeah. and I'm not saying it's a bad film by yeah. a long stretch because yeah, it's yeah. not. It's a very, it's a very entertaining, yeah. very entertaining film. Yeah. But I still don't think they've quite right. hit. I still okay. think they've quite peaked well, yet, personally. Fair enough. But, but that's not to say I don't recommend it. There is a lot to like in Endgame. Fair enough. A lot to like, and it's the, it's yeah, it's one of the, it's one of the best times you'll have in the cinema yeah. for sure. It's and I am so pumped for the Disney streaming service now. <laughs> I learned today that they're potentially doing a What If series as well. Do okay. you know this comic line where they're gonna go What If this character did this thing? Right. Like, okay. And I'm just like. What like what if Doctor Strange was evil, for example? That's not a real thing, but it's kind of that. Yeah. What if um, the Human Torch was Solo, or you know, kind of that. Uh... See, I'm super psyched for the Mandalorian, so, so uh, that looks awesome. Um, yeah. So are you gonna are you gonna buy this Disney? I'm I'm, I mean, I'm yeah. probably gonna get it. Yeah. For the Mandalorian, for sure. Yeah. Cool. Pedro Pascal's in it. Werner Herzog's yeah. in it, and it's Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. So I mean. And, yeah, and I'm really hoping like for future Marvel films. I'm so, I'm so excited about. Avengers characters and X-Men characters and Fantastic Four characters melding together. It's going to be so good. To one person. Oh my, one super One superhero. super. I'm so <laughs> excited. Like, oh my God. Can you imagine if like Wolverine and Black Panther are going to be in the same movie and they're going to be like, Nick. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so good. Like no one even knows how intense that's going to be. It could be quite intense. It's going to be the best. We'll see. We shall yeah. see. But anyway, Endgame see it it's a lot of fun see it at least once 
I'd say. I'll probably end up going again, to be honest, I think. I'm but... always, yeah, I'm going to go all the time. Because there's not really anything else <laughs> well, do, You wouldn't really release another film against Endgame, would you? That would be foolish. Unless it's Highlander Endgame, in which case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe some people should start doing double. I said I wouldn't be in the joke back. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> I'm, when it comes out on Blu-ray, we should do an Endgame double bill. Uh, yeah. Which is Highlander Endgame, followed by Highlander Endgame. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe... Right, before we talk too much, before we go back into the same old recycled joke again, yeah. uh, we're out for this week. Um, out. Find us on Bye. social media, on at Strangers Cinema on Twitter, Strangers yeah. Cinema on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Um, and we'll be back in a week or so's time because there's nothing out to review because Avengers is conquering everything at the moment. Yeah, I think the so. next films are going to be Tolkien. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, that's going to be epic, as an epic as Endgame. Um, and um, that, uh, La Langora, whatever it's called. Oh, the course of La Lorna. La Lorna. That, that looks terrible. But anyway, so we, yeah. we, we, we'll be back in a week or so's time with yeah. reviews of some new releases. Yeah. Uh, anyway, go and see Endgame. Let yeah. us know what you think, and we'll catch you later. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Shut up and sit down.